Well, you know what the worst part is, is that my dad actually came into the garden today with a AIDS test and said, well, just in case you test, need it. It's like a STD, STD test. test. <laughs> AIDS test, man. Test for more than just AIDS. Yeah, AIDS, HIV, all of this stuff. And t- came into the garden and said, you know, if you ever need anything, bear in mind my girlfriend is sat next to me, says, you know, if you ever break up and you want to have sex with other people, then just take this test to make sure you haven't it's got AIDS. It's free on the NHS. It's free on NHS. I was is like, it actually? Yeah. yeah. I might get myself checked, you know. Why do you need to get yourself checked? Oh, because that was that one girl last week. <laughs> no, welcome back to the Broken Media Podcast. <laughs> welcome back to the Broken Media Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This week, I am joined with Finn. I'm, I didn't miss my cue. Ollie. <laughs> and Oliver. And that is going to get slightly confusing, but we've got Ollie in the blue and Oliver in the I'm colorblind. Brown. Brown. Carrot top, shit curtains. What yeah. Time that? We, just because of their hair color. But. This is the different style of the podcast. We've got something a little bit more chilled out, but with the guest. Oliver, how have you been, man? I'm okay. Um, been a bit stressed recently. Why is that? Um, final project and stuff. Now, for your final final project, you have started a podcast. Yeah, I've taken massive inspiration from Bloke. <laughs> What's it been like? Um, a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Because mm. last year I did a radio show. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's just going to be the same as that. But then there's what? a lot of... You, there's a lot of stuff you don't think about. What would mm. you say has been the hardest part? Probably the set and like the mise en scène of everything. Mise en scène. Do you know what I mean? Mise en scène. That's what Graham taught me. What is mise en scène? He's told me before. It's just I've... like um, everything that goes into the podcast that's not the people and the talking. Oh, so the like production. The background, the okay. set, the mm. design. The shit behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. basically. Okay. Why has that been hard? Just to try and perfect it and make it like fit my vibe. If that makes sense. Right. So, what is your vibe? Because, <laughs> like, I really know. Because a lot of people can start a podcast and just be like, hi, guys, I'm going to talk about AIDS. I'm going to talk about. And that's it. So, what are you going to talk about? No, so I've already filmed an episode. Um, it's for. It's about working in retail. Mm-hmm. Um, I filmed it with my two friends from work. And. Oh, yeah, because you work in was, shoe, don't you? Yeah, I do. Very fun. Very fun job. Um, and. But like the background was just so plain mm. and there's just nothing to it. And I had like, there was a bit of like a cupboard or a, a cabinet in the back. Mm. So we added some stuff to it, but it's just so dull and you can't see it. So now, even though I filmed the first episode, I'm changing the set mm. to where there's like a, a is it a pinboard? Yeah. Yeah, a yeah, pinboard yeah, behind yeah. me so I can put loads of pictures on there. Like me and my friends, and then mm. like you gotta like some, yeah, give it some identity because yeah, I mean this this setup's changed quite yeah. a few times, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, but thing about like a lot uh, something with podcasting is whether you're trying to sell a brand or you're trying to see yourself as the brand. Is it more of yeah. a personal brand or more of a business brand? I think it's more of a personal brand mm. because, I, like, I never I always wanted to do a podcast, but then I was like, now I have an excuse to, mm. and I want to sort of because like. I always, I feel like I'm a different person depending on who I'm with. Mm. Yeah. So I was like, if I have different people from like my life on it, then you sort of get to see like all different sides of me. Which right. Is that what fun. you're trying to sell? Yeah. That was sort of like my personal like aspiration with it. Are you mm. going to continue it after? So obviously you're doing it for your final project, but you're going to yeah. continue it after. I am. I'm hoping to, um, cause I like, I'm doing level four next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be there for another year. So I was like, because that's all about working on your like professional direction yeah. and stuff. I want to continue doing it because I think it's it's quite cool. Like I've enjoyed it so far, even though I've only done one episode. But I find it. Is I found it something it you want to do long term, like in terms of like a career? Yeah, I think it's something I want to 
expand on so that maybe not just do podcasts, mm. just do other things as well, yeah. and then have a podcast as part of like a brand that I'll make. Yeah, yeah. that's like my end goal. So, are you, are you able to talk about any like future episode topics, or are you just going to keep it under wraps for now? Uh, no, I'll say so. I've only yeah. so I originally only had two ideas for an episode, and I'm thinking of doing three now, like from today. But my next episode is going to be with uh, my dad because yeah. my dad suffers really badly with anxiety. Mm. So I was like, oh, it's quite important because my dad's never really spoken about it like, yep. ever in his life. Um, yep. But I've always known he's had it. So I was like, I don't know anything. So I think it would be quite a fun thing to find out with a camera there. You know, I think podcasts are like a great way for people to speak out about issues and yeah. raise like opinions and yeah. start discussions. Awareness. You know, yeah, awareness. Mm. So, what are you going to do about equipment and set and stuff like that after you come out of college? Because you've been provided with most of that, most of that for now. Yeah, that's the thing. So, um, my original plan for my final project was like way back in um, like last year, summer last year. Mm. So I was like, I, what I'm going to do because I've always wanted to do it is change my shed, like what you've done, yep. into a podcast room, mm-hmm. and then start doing that. And I was like, how cool would it be if you watched? if you went through my final project and saw that I started it last year and started yeah. putting it together, yeah. that never ended up happening because it was like, I didn't realize how much money went into it. Mm. Um, but I think by that time I will probably still be at my job. So I'll probably, I'm going to start saving, like making a savings account for it. Mm. So I'll put money yeah, towards not, it every month. Like you're on good money at the moment. I am. Yeah. Yeah. So is this going to be, so when you come out of college, you've got the decision either to go into a full-time job, yeah. continue working something like a side job, like Ollie does at McDonald's, or maybe take up an internship, but are you going to do full-time podcasting or is there something else you're looking into? I think I want to, I've, so originally I always wanted to do hosting. I really loved, whether that was hosting a podcast or a radio show, radio show was like my main thing mm. when I first started college, mm. but I've taken like proper interest in all the behind the scenes stuff of it as well. Yep. So I think being able to find like an apprenticeship or not apprenticeship or like any job yep. to do with radio, not necessarily yeah. presenting and trying to work my way up anything. Mm. I think that's what I want to do. Mm. now that's time consuming if you got Very an idea to balance it are you then gonna when coming up with new content because you can get eight nine ten people off the top of your head right now and go i'm gonna get them on the podcast yeah. but as soon as they run out where do you go do you get people from work are you yeah. gonna try tell stories from work is there gonna be a general theme between each episode which is gonna give you that idea for content or i don't think so that's that's what i get worried about like because i don't really like to think into the future so i just sort of go with it and see where yeah, it takes yeah. me but when you're doing something like a podcast, you need to think into the future. Like you, you guys plan ahead so much. Mm. That's what I always what say because the majority of people in our class, especially, they think, "Oh, I'm going to do a podcast," but they don't realize that once you run out of substance, it's not really. I'll tell you something. Though. You sort of lose motivation for it, really. Everybody, not really. You just everybody kind of in that class should 100 percent do a podcast because it's easy. Well, yeah, some for the first three episodes, it's flying. But then they run out of ideas, and then it's yeah, so out. <coughs> Sorry, it's like when we started, we literally sat in the radio studio at college and spoke about whatever we wanted. Yeah. But then very quickly, it was like... It became old. It became stale. old and boring and it, w- it yeah. like it wasn't really attracting mm. viewers. I no, I wouldn't even go that far. I'd go, it was shit. Yeah. It, wasn't, it didn't get <laughs> boring. We went through the first three, four episodes and it was just a load of wank. So I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do it properly if I'm going to do it at all. Yeah. So then just went into it full time. But the first three episodes of our podcast was relatively decent 
What the the reload or the the, the reload? But technically, that is our first three episodes. Like yeah, okay. we're calling it the reload because there was previous episodes on SoundCloud and stuff like that. But I discard them episodes completely, and they've all been taken down. Yeah. Um. So this has been. I wonder why. <laughs> this has been the first <laughs> series. Um. But I recommend anybody in that college class to do a podcast because if you can do three episodes where you get increasingly better every single time you upload and it's only three hours worth of content where you can talk and do whatever you want with your mates with a camera in front of you, you're flying. It's just an easy way of it's, doing it's about you enjoy. discovering like what works because I know you did the, the interrogation style interviews. Yep. And that kind of put me off a little bit because yep. it was just so serious. But I like when you messaged me saying we're gonna keep that but we're gonna bring some of the old style back, I was mm. like, Yes, that's mm. what we need because I really yeah. enjoyed like sitting at a desk having a conversation with everyone. Yeah, I think this is like how you do it now is the best thing you could do for a podcast. It, it, yeah. oh, it's the best, slowly best evolving, way. slowly evolving. Yeah. But um, there's plans for future studios and stuff like this, which is going to be a lot just bigger. Um, but for now, I'm enjoying this because of it, it's the atmosphere. Like I had you on a podcast beforehand, and it, when you were opposite, you kind of sat there like, "Holy shit, what does he want me to say?" Yeah. yeah. But now it's like. Bit more chilled, relaxed. Care. You can just talk shit. It is. It's just. It's just a sofa and a desk, isn't it? It's, it's Especially with the old style, it was like people would sit down. They would know what they want to say, but because they feel so intimidated and so nervous, they they'd stumble on their words yeah. and then forget what their point was. Mm. So it I'm, kind of I'm sat on a tightrope though, because that style, even though it was intimidating, even though it was hard to produce, even though it took a lot of planning, if I can make that cinematic as fuck and turn it into a movie every episode. That will be sick to get high quality guests. Mm. On. I was going to say it's the most effective way to do a podcast, especially if you want to do an interview. Every, everyone's going to start somewhere. So if we continue this, and then eventually yeah. we get a bigger viewership. Yeah. Someone commented can... a few a few episodes back actually and said about um, doing the interviews every two weeks yeah. and then doing this weekly anyway. Yeah, I think that fun. I think that works. I think I think I would do that because I want I want to stack up eight nine high quality guests yeah. like presenters on the radio. I want to get fashionistas in it's something from every genre. Get them on and. Fucking lock them in, get a sick conversation out of yeah. them, and then produce that bi-weekly. You should get some North Kent theatre kids in. Oh yeah, because they know exactly what they're talking. <laughs> but I about. think that'd be a good exactly. idea because, um, depending on the person, the guest that we're getting on, could depend on what style podcast we do. Mm. Because if you think about it, say we get like a comedian on, it's more likely be better to get them on a podcast like this than like an interrogation one. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you have someone who's wants to be in like the an entrepreneur or something like that, no, I don't think that's. Because a comedian, you're so used to seeing them in like a chilled environment. Yep. I think if you sat them down for an interrogation... In I noticed like everyone go like this when you said that, and I was thinking, no, because if they're a comedian and they're known as a comedian, they've got a career, which means I can interview them about their career rather than sitting mm. down and being funny, because you can find that all over Netflix, exactly, whatever yeah, they've yeah. got. But if I can even sit if them you, down and get a serious side, great. Even if you put them on for both, like having them on for an interrogation. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were that. talking about that before, weren't we? Then, where... You know, get them on for the like interrogation, mm. and then yeah. after have like a chill one, and just have a. It'd be yeah. quite cool to see the difference. Like. Well, yeah, because mm. it would give people like if someone watches, say, the chilled out one, and thinks, "Wow, this guy's really funny. I want to learn more about him." You can yeah. watch the interrogation yeah. one and be like, "Oh, yeah, there he is." Yeah, I only want to. I only want to produce that interview when I really want to produce the interview. I'm not just going to go right. Let's get whoever the fuck we can get into the in- yeah. uh, into yeah, the cool. podcast studio just to record an interview. I felt like I just want to correct it. me if I'm wrong, but I felt like that's what it was. When it, no, the first. I don't know how many we produced, but the first few serious, seriously, seriously good interviews because it was yeah. the people that I wanted getting in, coming in every week, and I was grafting. But then it got to the point where I was like, okay, now I need a guest, and we don't have enough. We've had guests for the last three, four weeks, so I need yeah. one for this week. And then I get fucking 
some random person who's just started a website uh, that has one blog in it. And I'm like, so what was the blog about? They're like, how I went for a piss in the toilet this morning. And I'm like, cool. Was it, was it interesting? Right. Fuck, I fell asleep. Anyway, <laughs> back to what you were saying, um, Ollie, with your podcast. So you're going to go into radio. Now, starting at the bottom, it's like a runner. How long are you willing to be a runner for? That's the thing. I'm, I'm a really impatient person. Mm. And I think, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it shows that I'm like determined. Not at all. There's nothing wrong with that. I'd say a few months. Mm. If you if if a few months goes by and I'm not gotten anywhere at all, yeah. Because I'd rather if as long as I'm making like small small bits. So of progress, instead of running waters, you're running food as well. Yeah. You know, okay. Even if you I know it sounds really if dumb. you drop a few hints to slightly higher up yeah. people, like oh I could yeah, like do this ideas or, or I've done yeah. I could say you gave someone an idea and they picked it up and like, actually used it. The yeah. story that step. Graham said about the original elevator pitch, why it's yeah. called an elevator pitch. Do yeah. something like that. Get yourself known. Get your name. Describe that for people that don't know what it is. I know, but so elevator pitch. It comes from if I'm not mistaken, it's like magazine brands. I think yeah. it was something to do with Vogue and. The um, guy down at the bottom wanted to give his idea across to the person at the top, like the the editor, like the page editor or something. Yep. So he realised that he can catch this person at a specific time in the day, but he'll only have about 30 seconds in the elevator up to their floor, to their office, to pitch that idea. So he had to condense his, his idea into short and sweet. It's like three sentences. Yeah, mm. it's like three sentences, 30 seconds long, and... At college, we're told to, whenever we pitch an idea, we're told to have an elevator pitch ready so that people that don't have a lot of time can hear your idea and decide I think, whether or I not. I think you need to be able to have an elevator pitch for every single person you meet yeah. because it, it, it's not strictly I'm going into a board meeting and then having a conversation and going, right, this is my pitch, da 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 it's, it's, you see that one person at Mill who's got a radio show and you shake their hand and go, you're right, mate, nice to meet you. My name's da-da-da-da. You've got to explain your idea and your your whole business to them to convince them to get on a radio show subconsciously yeah. before they can walk away. And that's two minutes mm-hmm. where you're shaking their hand at an event before they bugger off. So I think you should have one prepared all the time. And I think that you should have, as much as it's the same concept, you should have different ways of saying your pitch yeah. to the different people. Because yeah. then if you're saying it about 30 times... Because then no, one, just gets no really one cares... Style. Being yeah. able to sell yourself to a specific audience and knowing that what audience you're selling yourself to is so important. Um, I want to go back to the patience thing. Patience, yeah. it, being impatient is fine as long as you're courageous too. Yeah. Because if you're impatient and shit at your job, then you're going to go, I want a better job. And then you go, no, you're shit at it. And you're going to go, well, I'm impatient. I'm leaving. And then you'll blocks. get nowhere because it will go backwards, forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. But patience is a virtue when it comes to things like job interviews. If you're like... You can go through 250 job interviews, but 251 is going to be the one that's going to get your dream job. So yeah. it, patience is a is a virtue in that sense. Patience is a virtue. Now, what do you want out of life separate from careers? That's what I want to know. Just, I know it sounds so cliche, but just to be happy. Mm. What's that mean to you, though? Mm. Um, What's your ideal life? Just for every, literally everyone around me to be happy and me to be doing something that might not be my complete dream, but mm. just to be doing something I enjoy. Would you say you're more like on the materialistic side? Like, do you want a big house, nice car, nice clothes, or mm. would you be content with like an average size house, decent car? Yeah, as long as long as I'm content and I'm ha- and I'm settled and I'm happy, then yeah. I don't I don't care where I am. Now, um, what you said then was your definition of kind of being happy is making sure that everyone else around you is happy. But then the vibe I get from you is more. You don't give a fuck what other people think. But then when yeah. you say, like, I want to make everyone happy, it's like you're living for other people. 
So where's the line between making yourself happy as well as making everyone else around you happy? Because that can be quite draining. I'm guilty of it too. I think it's like just trying to find the like happy medium between them and Mm. making time for yourself Mm. to sort of... See, that that can be a bit demanding as well. Like, especially if you're very like... I'm I'm guilty of it. I'm a massive people pleaser. But someone's... Like, if I'm having plans with my friends and then someone else wants to go out and I'm just like, I'm sorry, I've already made these plans. I can come and see you afterwards and they just start getting like... Yeah, it's like we were saying earlier about how spending time with yourself and mm. enjoying your own company you really, is the most important Yeah, thing. you've got to... I, like, I've, I've learned to appreciate my own company yeah. a lot more. Mm. Mm. It's important that you, you can get attached to people quite easily without you Very. really, really oh, noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think I'd, I think I'm guilty of that. But that's the thing. You, mm. um, It's quite hard to control your emotions, especially when it comes to attachment. And yeah. yeah. Like some emotions you can get under wraps like that but if you don't and you don't realize you're getting attached yeah it's it's a subconscious connection you have with people it's it's really weird Mm. it's it's also trying to alter your own emotions when especially when it comes to attachment and things like this can Mm. also be offensive because if you suddenly notice you're seeing somebody a lot more and then you start going right i'm getting attached i need to stop and they're like why the fuck is this person not coming over it makes you a bad person yeah Yeah. and it's really hard to control your emotions also make you seem like a, a person so you're doing your podcast it's obviously about different aspects of your life but what and who really inspired you to pursue your sort of style? Because I imagine you've got your own sort of unique style on it. I don't think I, there was no one who really stood up. Actually, there's one podcast by two YouTubers um, called Violating Community Guidelines. Mm-hmm. Tell us and about they, that. Um, it's just, it's a podcast by Brittany Broski and Sarah Shower, I think it's pronounced. Um, and they just literally don't hold back, talk about anything. And they ha- always have a set topic, but then you start hearing about other things. Mm. involving that Mm. which i think that was the main thing i sort of had is that i wanted to have a set topic but then you have so many other things i like i like going off on tangents yeah because it makes it it enjoyable Mm. makes it more natural doesn't it yeah um i something you're saying i think when everyone starts a podcast especially our age range it's i want no limits i want to be able to speak my opinion out like and that's exactly how we started we went you know what we want to come on a couple of podcasts we want to talk Politics, whatever, we'll talk about it. And then you realise how much you can't. No, then you get into it and you can, right? But if you want to make it, you can't. Yeah. Because the algorithm and everything involved in that sector is so restricting secretly that it's pretty impossible. But it's not even that. It's who you want to be want to be presented as outside of the podcast. Because you've got to remember that whatever you say on a podcast is reflective of you as a person as well. I've reshaped clips to make me sound like a bad person to get views. And then I get people that I know in real life coming up to me and being like, you're a bad person. And I'm like, did you watch the full thing? They're like, no. And I'm like, well, there's your answer. Yeah. So it's also once you get into the rhythm of it and go, this is my podcast. I'm going to say whatever I want. Politics is great. Uh, Certain people are bad. And then you get portrayed by that by your mates, your friends, your family. And they're like, this is the person you're becoming. And you're like, but that's not what I want to be. Because once it's on the internet, you can't get rid of it. Not even like you can delete that episode, but once somebody's watched it, it's there. Your friends, your family, they know. They know what you said. They know what you thought. They know these opinions that might not actually need to be heard. Like, if you think politics is great or politics is bad, who gives a fuck? Present that in the right atmosphere where you're talking to a politician rather than on a podcast where only the people that matter to you are going to watch it and actually create a worse opinion. But what if you're trying to go for a niche audience? How? So say, piggybacking off your politics point, what if you're trying to aim... Uh, people that are primarily interested in politics. Great. I just said my point about how if you're going to talk about politics, you save it for that environment where you're talking to a politician. So if your niche audience is politics 
and people that are interested in politics and you say you hate left wing, yeah. great. Like that, that's going to start a, a, a debate. But I've always struggled in the sense starting this podcast and saying, you know, uh, I want to say anything. But then I want a semi-professional professional career in boxing. And that's a lot of press. Yeah. And I'm watching these boxing interviews and going, okay, this person's saying that, this person's saying that, they're saying that they're a cool guy, they're saying that whatever this. They haven't got a podcast where they speak for hours on ends every single week and portray pretty much every single part of their of their life. They've got a private life still. Mm. But from the start, from a young age, from 18, 19, when we're all still growing into the person we are, we're telling everybody who we are. Well, it's like if, if you're trying to get, like, say, a sponsor, like a sponsorship, like, yeah. that's another reason why you have to be careful because if you want to make it and actually earn money off of it and make a living mm. then you have to be careful with what you say because it will affect how like what sponsorships you get mm. and then also you know because your sponsorships can also drag in a new audience mm. depending on what it is that you're it, it's so weird though because like back in 2016 2015 like the things you could say on the internet and get like minimal hassle from it so much more than what you can now yeah, yeah and it's, it's just it's so weird watching it change from this Mm. Like I made a, I made a point uh, episode 50 where I said YouTube doesn't feel very homegrown anymore it feels yeah. more like a Hollywood production. Yeah. And it's it's I it's think a bit sad. I think that has partly to do with cancel culture. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's quite started. sad how you can someone can build up an amazing brand for themselves and then one word and then one word can just done. literally mm. completely ruin that. But it can life. also make it. That very true. The amount of t- like I've been purposely pushing the brand that I'm a bad person for the last week. And it's been doing incredible, incredible. We've yeah, soared viewers, soared TikTok views are up. Everything because I'm portraying myself as a bad person, and the human brain actually prioritizes negativity because we're built in a society where everything is negative, everything is bad, everything always has a downside, and it's fucking terrible. So my question to you is: Are you prepared to be somebody you're not? purely because you're creating a podcast where you are who you are. Because you're going to be portrayed, you're going to be portrayed as so many different people, even though you're being yourself. Because everybody have a different standpoint on what you say. I think I'm I'm prepared for that. Like, obviously, if it goes anywhere. Because, obviously, I've got point, like, I've got limits, but I I don't really care. Mm. As long as I'm happy with what I'm doing and, if I have a guest on, as long as they're happy with what I'm doing, and as long as like close people around me are saying, "Listen, you did the right thing. You said the right thing. It's your opinion." Well, but then I bring it back to cetera, your point of making other people happy to make yourself happy. If you're wanting to get everyone around you to be happy, yeah, and you're getting fucking billions of comments of people going, "That was the wrong thing to say. That was the wrong thing to say. That was the wrong thing to say," and then one of your family members, just one, turn around and say, "You know, you could have really phrased that differently." Good job, Tyke. Is that just gonna fucking I think it would, you. it would, I'd respect the honesty of it, but it would hurt a little bit. Mm. I would just be like, but yeah. More importantly than that, no matter how many hate comments, no matter how many people you get thrashing you, mm. are you prepared to stay true to who you are? Yeah. I think 100%. I always have. Like, I've always, I, most people in my school didn't like me. Mm. Mm. I still yeah. stayed true to myself. I still am the same person who I am. Yeah. So I, I, I think. Was, I was going to, that was what I was going to ask is how do you think you'd be able to deal with. Because I remember when we first started posting on TikTok, 
I had, I think there was a video where I got a bit of backlash, mm. and at first it did like affect me, and I was like, because you I were doing TikTok clips, and I got you to post TikTok clips for about a week or two, and a week or two in, because you were getting the notifications to your phone, you pulled out. Yeah, because I was getting, I was, I, I can't, I can't remember what the video was, but I was getting backlash, mm. and I found myself it- sitting there reading every single comment, and then in the back of my head, I'm then after consciously. Like on a podcast after that, I'd be thinking about those comments and like yeah. trying, trying to change trying yourself. To, yeah, trying to change. Was it myself. your story one that got those comments? I, I don't think so. I think I think those There's ones I got a lot of support. Yeah. I can't remember what what one it was, but I got a lot of backlash. And then the next couple podcasts, I was trying to change myself just to, you know, please make other up, people. Please other mm. people. Yeah. Whereas mm. now. Like I can read the comments and I'll laugh at them. Yeah, I like remember. I find them funny. The funniest one to me was when we did the whole console gaming episode. Yeah, and Molly was stupid enough to put Xbox Superior in the comments. She section. wasn't stupid enough. No, she was clever was enough. That she was, was clever enough to put that. It was clever, but just reading through the comments and I could tell it, it hit her a little bit. I was like, oh, but you mm. did it. Yeah. The thing is with the thing is with hate comments. As much as you hate them, they really you can't stop reading them. The, I tell you something. Yeah. The only reason. You actually get offended by a hate comment as if you believe it. Yeah. yeah. If you read a hate comment, and go, you know what? They've got a point. That's when it will hit you. If you can go, they have no fucking valid reason. But then you have to differentiate between hate comment and criticism. Yeah, yeah but, no, but it's the way people say it. If I they go, you're a fucking that. piece of shit, and you, yeah. they go, you know what? What you were wearing that episode, fucking stupid. But you're like, I think I'm sick in it. No, cool. You never you know. say that is, but when I was getting that hate and that backlash, it's not that I believed what they were saying. It was then. They'd say it and then I'd go, well, is that true? Mm, like, yeah. almost like, mm. okay, do I need to rethink the way that I'm... Like, it wasn't that, oh, oh I think I agree with that. It's mm. almost like, is that true? Like, well, I don't some, know. like, absolute Neanderthal who didn't pass English decides to comment, but he wants to give some criticism. But because he failed English, it comes across as him being a spiteful... Yeah, but, like, yeah. I, I really just... I think if, if you're genuinely going to get a decent piece of criticism, you're going to get it more than once. Yeah. Especially with a larger audience. So if one fella doesn't know how to say it, it's not going to be 30,000 other people that don't know how to. Mm. But it, it's, yeah. it, you've got to see the people that are commenting it too. TikTok is so public. I saw a fella comment on this. I think I made a point. It was purposely just arrogant. And he commented, no GCCs. And I checked his account and he was 15. So he's not done his GCCs <laughs> yet. And I, I, ca- I replied, I said, no GCCs. And I can't remember, he came up with some wank to reply, but it was like, <laughs> it, he was it like, was I'm like, not complaining. Yeah, he was like, I'm not complaining that I've got no GCCs. I was like, okay, buddy. Like, <laughs> like what, what, is the, what is the point here? So yeah. it, it's really, really, really weird hate comments. But yeah, but my point on that was like, how do you think you'd be able to handle it? Because at first I literally said to Ben, oh, that'll be, that'll be fine. Like, I'll be able to deal with the hate. And then when it actually happened, I was like, Whoa. See, I don't know. I won't know. Obviously, I won't know until it happens. But yeah, I, think, I think ugh, it's hard because I, like, as a front, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care, like, what people are saying. But then up here, I'm like, I think about it like, mm. every day. Yeah, it's mm. quite, it's quite, well, when it happened, it was quite demotivating yeah. for me. I think what I'll be more, like, it would hurt me more if it was about, like, Features, not enough, like, yeah. anything to do with what I look Looks. like or how Parents, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I think but if it's something to do with my opinion, that's my yeah. opinion. Everyone's got yeah. one. I yeah. think that's why it affected me so much when I got that backlash because I, th- I think it was mainly about whether, like, whether I was a, a guy or a girl. Yeah. And obviously for me, that's a really touchy it, subject. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. when I read those comments, it was like, fucking hell. But, <laughs> but now I'm like, like yeah. you, can't you do don't know me, it. so I can't exactly let you affect me like yeah. that. I feel like um, rather than hate comments, it, it, hate comments has never bothered me. 
it's always, you know, you've got a shit trim. Like people start commenting, you've got a shit trim. And then some guy said, why are you holding the mic? Like, um, Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, because I do this and lean yeah. back. And I said, <laughs> and, fair, I make fun of you and, for doing that And time. my reply was, well, Freddie Mercury had a better trim than me because everybody else is taking yeah. the piss out of my haircut. You've so got to play into it. You can play into it that yeah. sense. The only thing that I struggle with is disrespecting my character. If yeah. I'm a dedicated person and I try my ass off for this podcast and they say, this guy doesn't even know what he's doing. And I'm like, bro, I've done my research into this. That's that's the only thing that I, I struggle with the disrespect to my yeah, character. Like I've known you for a while and if I like if anyone does research, it is you. You mm. go into every little slight detail and I'm sometimes it's jarring, but <laughs> yeah. You you yeah. do your fucking research. So we've talked a bit about hate comments and how you don't shouldn't let it affect you. Another factor that could play into that is also what happens if you blow up. Do you not let your ego take control of you and you know fame does like silly things to a yeah. lot of people and i know when i got that tiktok clip that almost got a million views and i had people that i haven't t- i hadn't told about the podcast or i didn't know knew about the podcast come up to me and go that's you on my for you page i'm not gonna lie i felt kind of good about that yeah but i had to reel myself back in because i was like i can't can't let that affect you me. had to humble yourself basically. i had to humble myself because i felt myself getting a bit cocky yeah. But at the same time, it's, good, go it's, for it's it. good to revel in it. Go for it. Yeah. I think, I think if, there's a, like a level though, like that you need to kind of like yeah. chill out. Because like for something like that, yeah, that one clip went viral. And it was good for me. But it was one clip and, you know, we're not yeah. there yet for no. us to be walking it's around like seconds, we are the like, dog's body. Yeah, no. Yeah. And that's that's what humbled me. I thought about all those things. I was like, well, it's just one clip. Like it's good for me. It's never happened to me before. Mm. It was nice, but it's not a permanent thing. So I'm I'm just gonna reel it back. Yeah. yeah. So, answer to your question. Yeah. I don't think so because I have quite a big ego anyway. Like if even if I know something's going bad that I'm doing, I'm just telling myself in my head like I'm amazing. What like I don't even know why I'm doubting myself, I'm amazing. Yeah. So I think no. Well, because you... I'm quite confident in my in what I like as in what I'm doing, as long mm. as I'm making See, like close people. I used to say that, but then you get that little taste. Mm. But it's, then I don't think it's a weird feeling. Yeah, I know. such a weird feeling. I think I'd be quite weirded out if I like if it, if I was on. I've had I it did once. A TikTok. You've I've had. had, I've, had I've, I've. I when I worked at Amazon. Yeah. I had somebody come up to me and say they knew my podcast. Oh yeah. And I shit myself. Wow. <laughs> because <laughs> it was a, you know because it was weird. It wasn't like oh my god you're that guy from the podcast. It was weird. I know your podcast. I was in. I was so when you come down, you go from the warehouse, you go back down, and then you've got these massive lockers and a big toilet that everybody can use. Not one toilet, but like a big row of toilets. It's just some massive changing room. Yeah, yeah. So you go get your lockers, you know, and then I go to wash my hands after, you know, be, being in the warehouse all day. Do you have to take off your Amazon tracker before you wash your hands? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> gloves off and all that. So then I walk towards the toilet, and this guy is following me. And so, so there's a lot of people coming at once. There's about maybe a hundred people moving at once from unit to unit. But this guy is next to me, like walking along, like kind of smelling my breath is why I walk. Not literally, but in, in a weird sense, he was right behind me, right? So I'm looking over my shoulder like this. And then <laughs> I say to this guy, I say, you're right? He goes, yeah, 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 I'm good. Okay, I keep on walking. Anyway, I go to wash my hands. He comes, finishes piss, comes to wash my hands next to me, he goes, by the way, I watch your podcast. It's quite good. <laughs> I, I was like, thanks, man. Like, that's I just had my cock out next to you. I'm washing my hands after just going for a piss. Thanks, man. But it, it was the weird interaction that you followed me the whole way to the toilet. Yeah, that's weird. You're thinking about like, saying something and then go, yeah, I watch your podcast, man. I was like, yeah, you're weird. I feel like as a famous person, you've got to be 
like prepared for those sort of situations because you yeah. hear like all the celebrities in the interviews and they talk about like the weirdest things they've been asked to sign or the weirdest fan interactions they've ever had mm. and i'm just thinking like if i ever get to that point i don't know how the fuck i'm gonna react because mm. I, I think after a while you le- you learn i don't do well in new social situations Neither do I. but i think i think because obviously those interactions will be quite short yeah so if it, if we do get to that point then i think over over a long period of time, we'll learn how kind of our way of dealing with stitch situations like, like that. Even when my cousin texts me going, this is you, you're on my fucking For You page, I was like... You don't really know what to say. Yeah, I was like, uh, what? Thanks, man. Thanks yeah, for yeah I was going to say, like, do you say watching. thank you? I, thank for you for watching. me just randomly coming I think, up I think something. I said something like, no way, like, that can't be right. And mm. then he sent me the thing yeah. and I was like, oh. I got a message like that recently because we appeared on... Um, somebody made a stitch of our video... And then it was like a decent account. He had like 170,000 followers. So then people were seeing that on that For You page and seeing his video. They did that with my clip. There's like a video of someone playing GTA yeah, doing the, yeah. the stunt races. Um, and then they they messaged me and said, I've just seen you on Dada's account. And I was like, oh my, how do you know him? And just kind of had a conversation about it rather than saying thank you. Because yeah. it's like they didn't make, take the time to view it. They just yeah. randomly saw you. Like, yeah, you have to. You're not thanking them for anything. You have to make some sort of conversation. Mm. I, I mean, like I don't you think you can just... thank them for them seeing you on TikTok. But yeah, I that's what they, I was saying. Like go out of their way to watch the podcast. I think that's when. No, you if they turn around and go, you know, I saw the clip on TikTok because it came on my for you page, and then I watched the podcast and it was sick. Thank you, you know. That's, yeah, because you've gone out of your way. Because yeah. I've noticed not many people like the reason it's so hard to grow on YouTube is because people like the short clips and then mm. they don't. They just can't be asked to go to the YouTube channel mm. and subscribe and watch the longer form content. Yeah. Mm. That's why I respect the people that do actually, yeah. you know, take time out of their day to mm. yeah. listen like, and for watch. the. The growth you guys have done, like the amount of subscribers that Blokey has now, is is insane. It's doing well. Two hundred and thirteen. It's not. It's not doing the best it can be, but it's doing pretty fucking well. It's doing well with the style change and everything. We need to lock something in because longevity is important when growing a business. You can't keep changing because people get stuck to one thing and then you change Change your whole fan base because you're doing something different. It's like stand culture. You've just got. You just got to continue with it. So I think we're going to settle here, um, even if we change up who we get on or whatever. It's going to stay on this sort of style. Um, I want to ask your plan because you can say you've got a podcast and da 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 and we're talking about getting big but if you don't have a plan to get big you're not going to get big I don't I don't have one you, because no, I think no stepping stones yeah but like those. as of right now I don't because I've literally done one episode and I'm not really happy with like how it looks I don't feel the passion for it the drive like just yet I think once I've got like the three episodes I've got doing for my project mm. I'll be like oh like I can actually do this. Do you feel like you have to go back to the drawing board a little bit? Well, as of right now, yeah. N- not in how I did it, yeah, but in like what it looks like, yeah. Okay, uh. so from a more visual standpoint. Well, I mean, you're right at the start, so you can't expect to know exactly, exactly. how you want it to go. But at that this moment in time, it's you're still learning how everything works. Like these yeah. lights were only put up bloody yeah. a month ago. Maybe. I remember like, when was, like, I remember when they didn't exist. I yeah. remember when you just had that. That yeah. bar there. Well, it's like now we've got all of the um those pictures on the wall, and the as well as the uh, Finn's fag box, as well as yes. the like and subscribe on the yeah. TV. Like, I think like you guys are really good examples of it. Like when I was first t- like sort of had a reality check about what it looked like, I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, like, I'm gonna have to change it. Am I gonna have to film the first one again?" Then I was like, mm-hmm. "No," because it shows your development of it. No, it doesn't show that you've picked. You've just gone with the first thing that you have. I think about it all the time. I yeah. think about ripping down every single episode we've got and going, let's start again. Because yeah. if we started again, we'd do great. 
But then I go, the reason we've got 215 subscribers is because, because of what you've done. It's because of how we've changed yeah. and what we've done to change it. And they, ne- there needs to be evidence of change to show yeah. we give a fuck. Yeah. Well, like, do you remember the first episode I filmed with you and Ollie yeah. and Elliot? Yeah. And we filmed it like three different times. The first time you were dying with hay fever. Yeah, and it's coming back yeah. to that. <laughs> years yeah. of shit. Uh, the second time, I think the audio levels were scuffed or something. I've just had a curse when it comes mm. to my, my mm. episodes. Mm. Don't know why we got you on as a third co-host if uh, <laughs> <laughs> if uh, you're the cursed one, but there's definitely just trials and tribulations. Yeah. You just yeah. keep it's going. like if you go back to the first episode that we have on YouTube and compare so it to the way it is now, the lighting, the audio, the way it looks, the How content, you do it, yeah, yeah. Like, Remember when we had the road mics on the little stands? Yeah, like these, if you go yeah. back to the first episode, you can see how much it's changed. Mm. And I think, I think people enjoy seeing the growth yeah. because it's like, you know, when you find like a small artist, yeah. you kind of like want to gatekeep yeah. it almost. Yeah. yeah. So I think being able to see that growth, you feel like as a viewer, you feel like you're kind of part of the blokey family. If you want to be part of the blokey family, go in the comment section and comment hashtag blokey gatekeep. That I means you got it this far. Yeah. I think as well, it's quite cool blokey to gatekeep. like, if you guys do end up getting really big, it would be quite cool to see, like, imagine you get 100,000 comments on, like, mm. a normal video or whatever, um, to see, like, oh, I remember when, when they just yeah. had the little mics. Da, 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 da. The beat, like, I think that's quite cool, and it makes, like, it's we such missed a the community. Shared. We mm. missed I, think the it's, I think it's difficult to differentiate those comments, though, because you can have the people who genuinely were there yeah. from the start, but then you can have but the people that will, that will just go back to that first I'm episode. So I remember when... Yeah, oh, my God, I remember. So, I loved it. so locked into our community like the people that keep swiping up to our stories the yeah, people that leave like, comments yeah. all the time the people that are liking the videos i see that shit so because you, you they're the ones that you as the more and more they show up you'll re-see the name and it will just kind of be in the back of your head and it's important to you. it's important to you yeah. Yeah. Oh. So when when blokey has a patreon we should have like a patreon wall here or like a, a yeah wall, like, like a like a like a sub quite a yeah there, like yeah, a and then we like do a thing where they ask us questions and then we read off the view interaction. Yeah, yeah. yeah whack it at the end of the yeah. video. That's like, another for new patrons. That's another big Amazing. thing. Yeah. For you need to engage with your audience a lot. Yeah, can't just be that person sitting behind a monitor making videos, yeah. making mm-hmm. podcasts, and not engage with the people mm-hmm. that are taking time out of their busy lives or their time to sit down and watch your videos. Yeah. There are definitely people out there that do have like they have a following but they don't respect their audience no, at all. Not at all, no. And I just don't understand how you can do that because you've got to where you are now mm. because of those people. Mm. So, I don't know. But I just I, I respect everyone that views, you know, and the recurring viewers as well. Yeah, of course. So. How much is the money involved with podcasting? I could not tell you. But I mean for you. For me? So. Oh, okay. Are you doing it for the next three years without making a single penny? Or are you going to do it for a year and go? You know what? I made no quid off this. I'm going to go. I think as long as I'm uh, as long as I'm still enjoying myself, I don't really care. I think mm. money is something, especially if you're doing something like YouTube, podcast, anything like that, is just extra. It's a bonus because are it's you... something you're passionate about that you're having the op- like you've given yourself the opportunity to do. Mm. So uh, money's just how, extra. how are you planning to keep your motivation up? Like times get rough, times get boring, to stale. To know? give myself time and know that like. I, I know you guys are quite like on the 6pm on Friday thing. That's right, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, But I think for me, that's not as important unless I do start getting like a bit of a view in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think to give myself a break, if I'm feeling like that week I've worked, I'm trying to edit a podcast, I'm trying mm. to do this, trying to do that, mm. then I think I'd be okay with being like, I'll miss this week mm. because now, I want to... here we go. But when you say that, um, we don't stick to a schedule for the viewers. Yeah. I'd say it. I don't do that because I want people to watch it at Friday, 6 p.m. On Fridays, we get about four views. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we're up to 60, 70. Because people watch it over their weekend, whenever they can. It's long-form content. It's not something that people are going to be able to watch at Friday, 6 p.m. Because Friday, 6 p.m., they might be out with their mates. Yeah. That's they might TikTok's be getting ready, coming. whatever. TikTok's coming in short-form content, and then over the weekend, it will blow up for a decent amount, and people watch it on the Monday, Tuesday, throughout the week, whenever they've got spare time. The only reason it does that for me is because no matter what, I have to upload a podcast. That's it. Because once you say, I'm going to skip this week, it becomes the next week, the next week, the next week, then you forget about it, you don't do an episode, yeah. and then you've not got a podcast anymore. I think that's just my mentality ment- mentality, mentality of it right now. Is that I think, like like I was saying, if I sort of like get a bit of a view in, because mm. I don't want to, I know it sounds so like non-motivational, but if I, if I don't feel it, then... 100%. Like, do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. But we're at that age where we can back away. And yeah. Explore I think other avenues. That's good. Like, mm. if you decide I don't want to do a podcast, I'd rather do a live radio show. Yeah. You could easily take the experience you've got from that podcast, go to like the BBC or fucking Capital Heart, and just be like, if I have to start from the bottom and work my way up, I yeah. will. Give me a fucking job. I think the yeah. main bit I'd focus, um, I'd struggle with, is the editing mm. of it. Because I would love to be able to sit down every day of the week with someone new and talk to someone yep. and film it. Yeah. But then having to do like all the aftermath of it is just sort of editing like, is mm. a bitch. Yeah. Mm. I hate editing. Mm. I've I only edited like videos in my time. I've never done a podcast with like multiple camera yeah. angles and stuff. I sit like that. through two hours of footage every single week, if yeah. not longer, because I do multiple podcasts a week. And if it was for me, I'm, I'm considering this now producing two podcasts a week wow. because. As, like I can have this conversation grand and that you goes up on to, Friday then Monday I'm chilling then Tuesday I'm, you know let's get a guest together Wednesday get a guest together but if I'm drilling myself with work I'm going to get better content and I'm going to be happy with my episodes purely because I'm going to have the more to go off mm. but the editing as you say is one of the hardest parts it is grueling yep. just to sit through that yep. um, if you love editing you hate it but you enjoy yeah, at the same time it's a weird relationship because I, I, I have a that sort Mate, of relationship I love editing. my editing days I get one of these down me I get a bit of caffeine I sit at my desk I get cracked out my nut on caffeine yeah. and I'm sitting there grinding through I've got music in the background while I sync the audio clips and then I get my headphones on edit, oh, I bosh, upload I couldn't done. do that I'd have to focus like primarily no just where I'm syncing the clips because the syncing takes 20 minutes by itself because you've got to sync this audio with the cameras and stuff oh, like that yeah, and then enough. I'm just chilling with music on the background just yeah. enjoying myself so for I enjoy me it kind of depends on the day like some days I'll I'll, I'll really that's, enjoy editing yeah. and then some days I'm like but I that's, really hate this but that's with that's everything part of the job yeah. that's with yeah. everything it's like you're not going to enjoy you're not going to enjoy podcasting every day there's days that I come sit down here and go you know what I'd rather be in my bed watching Netflix yep. but I don't have a choice this has got to get recorded yeah got to commit to the graft now something with the, the constant Friday 6pm is that it doesn't give me a choice for coming and sitting down and recording and something I've done with previous projects is not give myself a deadline and just go you know what I'll produce it whenever I want to when I do that, I enjoy it for as long as I enjoy it for and I've got the most motivation for it. Then I'll get bored of it because I won't be on a consistent schedule. Not because I'm not enjoying it anymore, just because it's not at the forefront of my mind right now. Yeah. And then I'll six months ago, I'll be doing something different. I go, you know, I might pick up that again. I might pick up that again. And then you're in this mind-boggling situation where you're like, I don't know what I want to do in my life. Is it podcasting? Is it this? Is it that? Is it this? And then 
you can't pinpoint something. And that's more draining and more stressful than just continuing on with that one thing. Yeah. Once you continue on with that one thing and go, shit, I really don't want to do this anymore after having a year's worth of a schedule, that's when you know you can walk away. Yeah. But when when you're just, you know, here, there, everywhere, I'll upload whenever I want, it's so easy just to walk away from it and forget yeah. about it and then want to do it in the future. So the schedule means that you have to do it and you're, you're not going to be able to just forget about it. And that's really important at our age when we're like developing so much and changing our hobbies all the time. You don't really know what you like and what you don't like. You've just got to commit to something and hope you do. Yeah. So... And I think That'd as well, I'm I'm thinking of it as like my life right now. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm at work yep. the four days that yep. I'm not at college. Yep. And then I'm at college three days that I'm not at work. Yep. So I'm thinking of it right now. But then obviously I'm going to be leaving, yeah, I'm, well, we're leaving college in like just over a month. Yep. But so then, after that, I'm going to have a lot more like free time on my hands. to. Sort and especially if you're, plan. if you're going on to level four program. <laughs> You're yeah. going to have a lot more creative freedom as well. Yeah, because it's gonna be, just going to be about what I want to do. You're mm. not specifically going to be tied to a project that you absolutely despise. Like yeah. I, there's been some projects in uh, level three that I've I've absolutely hated. Mm. Like the I just wanted one. to get them out. Yeah, but I was stupid because I realised in the last round I could have made it my own, and that's when I made my video. Mm. I could have done four of them. Yeah, but I wasn't thinking. I thought. I'm just going to get this over with. Mm. You've got to make it your own. You've got to own it. Yeah. Trust me. Like, think about three years ago today. Where were you? At a party. I swear to God, on my memory, on this day, I was at a party. On this day, but you weren't the same person. Yeah. You weren't in the same situation. You didn't have the same dreams. But then now you've got aspirations to do podcasts. You've got aspirations to vlog because of your camera that you bought. You've got aspirations yeah. to change job. You want a career in some sort of radio, like everything's changed for you. Yeah. Three yeah. years away isn't that far. So everything can change again. And I cry. So, <laughs> I'm literally so, like yeah. deep in that. I'm like, oh my God, I, like, it, literally three years ago, you're right. I, three years ago, I had no idea that I had a passion for radio. That is weird. It it's can weird. change so or quickly. Audio. I wanted to be a director when I first joined college. And now you're doing YouTube videos. And I wanted to do acting. And stuff like this. I wanted to be an actor. No, I wanted to be a script writer. I wanted to be a director. Yeah. Now I want to make shit. Scripts for me. Now I want to make shitty YouTube videos. Ty, it just goes like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when I started college, I wanted to Work like write newspapers and like write blogs and stuff. And that, like, I hate writing now. I mm -hmm. hate it. Oh so. yeah, I've, I've always hated writing though. You wanted to write blogs. Mm. Huh. I wanted to be like a writer of some form. Wow. See, this is why I tell people to go to college more than sixth form. Oh yeah, because you really have the creative freedom. Discover yeah. a wide yeah. range of yeah. shit, especially if you're going into media. I don't know why the hell you do media at such a boring place. Like college is so. I know our college wasn't the best, but it had a sense of community. Like you could meet mm. so many different people. You could go down to that smoking area. You'll meet about twenty different characters yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um, just don't don't commit yourself to something that you're not completely locked into and. Don't yeah. don't worry about changing it because, yeah. frankly, if you want to be a skydiver in two years' time, nobody's going to tell you no. So, my advice is just chill the fuck out and take it as it comes, and which I think you're doing quite well. So, and quit your job, and quit your job. That's always yeah, my just advice. Quit your job. But um, <laughs> anyway, this has been a very good episode of the Bucky Media Podcast. I've been Ben. I've been Finn. I've been Ollie, and I've been Oliver. Thank you everyone very, 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 very much for watching. Ta-da, see you later. Lots of love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye, guys. Thanks for the advice.